are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 LPFM Lexington. This is the very first live radio broadcast of Off the Cuff. So, you might be thinking to yourself, hmm, I've heard this show before, or this show sounds familiar. This guy sounds familiar. Well, that's because this show, Off the Cuff, has been around for five years, originating as a podcast. So if you are listening to this show for the very first time, you, my friend, are late to the party because this is a show that promises to bring you nothing but entertainment and jam-packed content every single Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. It is my mission, folks, to make this show entertaining for all of you listeners. So for those of you who are sitting at home, driving in your car, or wherever you may be listening, and have never heard of this show before, you are probably wondering who in the heck I am and what in the world am I listening to? So if you don't mind, I would like to take some time out to tell you a little bit about myself and a little bit about this show. But before I do that, I just want to say thank you to all of my loyal podcast listeners of Off the Cuff, some who have been with me since the beginning back in 2014. I really do appreciate it. I just want you to know that this is the same show, it's just a different arena. And we are always wanting to welcome new listeners into the family, and that's exactly what I want to do right now, is tell the new listeners listening across the Lexington airwaves and the listeners who are listening globally online a little bit about myself and the show. My name is Adam Banks, and I'm the guy you heard introduced at the beginning of the show. I am the host of Off the Cuff. But before I go any further, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio, I would like to introduce my lovely co-host, the incomparable Amber Turner. Amber, can you believe that we are sitting here in an actual studio doing a live broadcast of Off the Cuff? You know, on the drive over here, I was extremely nervous, but I kept looking at you, and you just had this stone face, and I knew everything was going to go awesome. And I just, I'm so proud of you. It looks like you have a little bit of tears in your eyes. You know, I feel like this is just a long time coming. You have worked so hard to engage everybody with the podcast, and you've made sure to incorporate as many of the people that you were talking about earlier, you know, the people who have been with you since the beginning, into the show. And I won't speak for all of us, but, you know, I'm thankful that I get to be on this ride with you. Well, I I wouldn't want it any other way. And a lot of people kept asking me they were like is the podcast going away because you know i've been introduced i introduced this show uh for weeks now and i I let everybody know that this show was going live on the radio but everybody kept asking me is off the cuff going away are you going to quit doing off the cuff i'm like this is off the cuff off the cuff is not going anywhere like i said before it's the same show it's just just a different different arena. arena and that's and that's all there is to it and just the whole journey of getting here in itself is just, it's interesting. I started this show off the cuff on March the 1st, 2014, because of my fascination with radio, really. And that stems back to my childhood. Growing up in Eastern Kentucky, uh, I, I used to stay with my mama a lot. She used to babysit me. And one of the things that she liked to do every single day was listen to the radio. Every morning, she listened to the local radio station. And I just found it fascinating and so cool that some that one man could be the voice of an entire community. And you never could see him. You never knew what he looked like. You just heard his voice. And that just captivated me. 
And I said, that's something that I would like to do. So I used to play around all the time with toy radios. And uh, we actually, um, in Adam and I grew up together, but in the sixth grade, you actually had your own talk show. Uh, I don't know if you remember that or not. What was Uh, it called? It was called the Snake Eyes Show. The Snake Eyes Show. Well, that's interesting in itself. But my dad has these home videos of me uh, with an old tape recorder, you know, one of those, what do you call those? Uh, like a video recorder? Yeah, a video recorder. And I produced my own late night show. I called it the Adam Bank Show. And I would introduce, like, as my guests, family members that were in my house. And I would interview them. So, like, if my dad uh, had a new song coming out on his album because he sings Christian country music, I would introduce him as my guest and I would interview him about his CD. So I was always doing things like that. but So I've always had that fascination. So I went to school, Moorhead State University, go Eagles, and graduated with a degree in communication and got out and tried to look for jobs in radio. But see, the problem is nobody would hire me. Nobody would take a chance on me. And it really frustrated me, and it really put a chip on my shoulder because they wasn't even giving me the chance to fail. They didn't give me the chance to go out there and stink up the joint. They didn't give me that chance. So I knew that if I was going to land a job on the radio, I would have to create my own show. So I started doing some research. I started thinking of ways that I could create my own radio show without actually being on the radio. And I come across this thing called podcasting. Now, keep in mind, in 2014, podcasting was in no way what it is like today. I honestly feel that the first introduction I had to podcasting was the information that you had given me. Yeah. I really feel that that was the first kind of time I had been, you know, guided in that direction of podcasting was off the cuff. Well, people back in 2014 were just really flirting with the idea of podcasting. They were just uh, experimenting with it. There wasn't many platforms where people got on there and podcast, nothing like it is today. So I found this thing called podcasting. So right here in the great city of Lexington, in my apartment, on my couch, I took my iPhone three at the time, one of those little small (laughs) iPhone threes, went to the voice memos, hit record, and started talking off the cuff, and hence the name. Uh, Off the cuff, if you're wondering why this show is called Off the Cuff, off the cuff comes from the speech communication discipline. Uh, Off the cuff means without preparation, and that's what this show is. There's really no prep. When I walk into the studio, I might have a few little notes of what I'm going to talk about, but I don't sit there and research and research and research what I'm going to say. There's no script. There's no script. It's just me speaking off the cuff, and I was like, I'm just that's what I'm going to call my show. So I started off the cuff and throughout the years it started growing and people started listening and it started being on so many different platforms and just by doing the show off the cuff I've been able to land some pretty interesting guests. I mean throughout the years I've had Brad Calipari come on the show, son of coach John Calipari. I had uh, former UK quarterback Patrick Toes come on the show. I had Brandon K. Hampton from Better Call Saul uh, from AMC's Better Call Saul come on the show. Uh, Kevin Jamal Woods, who was actually an original Little Rascal, come on the show. So Dave Buzz Baker came on the show. A lot of people that people thought I could never even dream of getting decided to come on this little, tiny podcast. And that makes me excited now that Off the Cuff has made it to the platform that I've always wanted to be on. I'm excited to see what comes of that. I just have to say that Off the Cuff has never been little or tiny. (laughs) 
despite what you might feel. <laughs> it has never been. It has always been larger than life. <laughs> but you guys, uh, this is episode 259 of the podcast. If you want to check out episodes, previous episodes that we have done here on the show, you can do that by going to several of our different platforms. You can check out our main webpage at podcastgarden.com slash podcast off the cuff. You can check out our second main webpage at uh, off the cuff.buzzsprout.com. You could subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or you could like us on Facebook at at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Or you could personally follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, because I'm always posting things about the show. My Twitter is AdamBanks88. My Instagram is AdamBanks818. Snapchat, Adam underscore Banks. And Amber, you want to give your Twitter handle uh, a shout out as well? You know I'm not a Twitter fan. You're not a Twitter I fan. I feel like I've told him this for about 10 years now. Uh, when Twitter first got kind of big. I remember he used to call and ask me if I had seen a tweet, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) You know, I've always prided myself in being on the up and up with technology, but Twitter was just not one I got on. But I do have some live videos um, of Off the Cuff on my Snapchat right now, and that is Ambu447. And then my Instagram is just pictures of my corgi, so I'll leave that out. Before we go any further, Amber, this is something that I got to get used to. We actually got to take commercial breaks on this show. And can you believe we made it to our first commercial break? We made it to our first commercial break. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break, and we will be right back with more Off the Cuff. All right, we are back here on Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber, you cannot be on the radio without playing a song. That's true. And, you know, I feel like you said that Off the Cuff was no prep, and Off the Cuff is no prep. But we did take a little bit of time to figure out what music we wanted to play because we wanted to make sure that it was a true testament to what this show is and what Adam has built. Listen, guys, off the cuff, it is a talk radio show. This is essentially a talk show. And I'm going to give out the studio number here in a minute. Uh, Well, actually, let me go ahead and do that. 859-721-5690. And if you have anything that you want to talk to us about, anything that we talk about today on the show, you can call in, uh, ask a question, talk to us, whatever it is you want to do. But this show, this show, because this is our first live radio broadcast, you have to play a song. So every week, Adam Banks is going to play you his song of the week. So might as well go ahead and get that started now. Going to play some Tom Petty running down a dream. Enjoy. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. And we made it past our first segment, past our commercial break, past our first song. It's hilarious because I've been doing this for five years, podcasting, but I've never technically been on the radio. So it's hard for me to know when to turn people's mic back on and off. So a while ago, if you were having a hard time... Understanding what Amber was saying is because her microphone wasn't on. I think my voice carries a little bit, though, so I think we were good. 
Let me tell the audience a little bit about how you and me know each other. Me and Amber have known each other for years. Uh, 24? 24 years. To be exact. 24 years. Yeah. Topmost, Kentucky is where we are from. Topmost is about 800 people, 799 now since I left. Well, 798 <laughs> since me and Amber both left. But we grew up in a very small town, and we went to grade school together, high school together. We went to grade school together, high school together, and when we should have lost touch in college because I went to Murray State and Adam went to Moorhead, we were 555 miles away from one another. And that is actually when our friendship grew stronger. Yeah. We were 555 miles away from each other. And that's when I realized this man is my absolute best friend. I was your soulmate. You were my soulmate. <laughs> we say this all the time. And, you know, people just don't understand our relationship. We've got a very unique relationship. We really do. But, you know, growing up so young together, we went through so many things, so many different experiences. And we can talk about these things together because we know exactly what that feeling was like. For instance, when we were in grade school, we can talk about what it felt like to stay all night with a friend. To stay all night with a friend, but to ride the bus home with somebody. To ride the bus home with somebody because you got to see where everybody else lived. You got to see where other people lived. And, you know, I'm going to say it, holler. Um, when I say holler, we have a lot of hollers. Yeah. So unless you lived inside of one of these hollers, there was no need for you to go in there. Mm-hmm. So unless you were riding the bus home with somebody, you didn't see where some of the holler kids lived. I was not a holler kid. I, I lived straight off of Route 7. But Mr. Banks here was a holler kid. So I always enjoyed going in your holler. Yeah, I was. I grew up in the head of a holler. And it was awesome because uh, you, di- you did. When you rode the bus with one of your friends, you got to see where they lived. You got to see kind of the environment that they were growing up in. It was awesome. And another thing that we got to experience in in school, like because we went to grade school together, do you remember how big of a deal it was when you were standing in line for anything, whether it was at lunch or whether it was uh, you know to go do something, get on ta- the bus, get on the bus, or take your picture? It was a big deal if you skipped line, if you cut in front of somebody. <laughs> so. Um- Adam and I live very close to one another, so we we genuinely see each other every day. And we actually had this conversation a couple of nights ago, uh, just sporadic, um, again, because I feel like Adam's life is kind of off the cuff just in general. (laughs) Uh, But we actually talked about this, and my suggestion on that was I don't understand why people skip, because when you got up there to the lunch line, they knew that your name wasn't there, and they would send you all the way to the back of the line. It never worked out. Yeah, it, it was a, never worked out. You know, it was those it was those small things, the things that you could do in grade school, high school. We got to experience a lot of those things, and um, it was just great. Well, we got to experience them together, and yeah. and to you have know, somebody to talk to with. Exactly, and I feel like over the last year, we have been able to incorporate other people who did not grow up with us into some of these stories because the stories that. We have a plethora of stories, and we can feed off of one another. There might be certain things I don't remember that you do, and it's just, um, you know, it makes life, you know, adult life not seem as harsh. You know, when we get to think about, you know, going through the lunch line or, you know, hanging out in the library or, you know, how fun it was to go out at recess. It was a lot of fun. That Don't get the misconception that Amber and I never disagree on any things. There are things that we disagree on. And here on this show, you're going to hear a topic that 
I stand one way and she stands the other. So it makes for great debate. And if you feel like that we're both just agreeing so hard on something, give us a call into the studio. Call us out. Call us out. 859-721-5690. That is the studio number. And I guarantee you, if you was to call that studio number right now, the phone will make a ringing noise because I have no idea how to mute it. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, just just if you hear anything that we talk about here on the show that you want to call in. But we do have a lot of similarities. Movies, TV shows. Watch Pet Cemetery. by the way. Great movie. I love Stephen King. I absolutely love Stephen King. I picked up my first uh, Stephen King book when I was about seven. Yeah. And uh, my father was very much into Stephen King. So I feel like I have read uh, probably about 90% of the books that he's released. Yeah, and there's that phone. There's that phone. I have no idea who this is called. Let's try it. Let's put it on the air. And I have no We're not even talking about anything unless you, like, disagree about Pet Cemetery. But let's call. Let's put you on the line. Let me see if I can remember how to do this. Let's see. Hello, you are on the air. Hello, are you there? And they hung up. Oh, no. Call back. Call back. Call back. I feel like a lot of people would just call just to be like, hee, 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 I heard the phone ring on the radio. I feel that like was a lot me. of our friends are, were, would do that. Yeah. A lot of people might do that, but I don't know. There's no caller ID here in the studio, so I have no idea who that was. And it's kind of a, you don't really, you're not prepared for it. No, but you, that's what we enjoy. Yeah. I do. It's off the cuff. It's off the cuff. It is off the cuff. We are planning on going Facebook Live on the next episode. Uh, so you can also type in questions or comments that you have about the show just by typing in uh, your question on Facebook Live, and I'll try to answer it uh, that way. But uh, you've got it locked right here on WLXU 93.9 LPFM. We're going to take a short commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to have more Off the Cuff. Welcome back to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. I really do feel bad for the caller who called in a while ago. I know. I would really like to talk to you. Yeah, Please I wanna, call back. Yeah, call back. Uh, but we have to talk about things because I don't know what you were calling for. Uh, maybe you were just calling just to get through, just to go ahead and get through. So hey. maybe that's what it was. We need to get a producer in here to screen our calls so we can get them to... But I'll answer it. Hey, you call. I'll do it all. I'll talk, answer the phone, <laughs> put you on the air. I'm learning. So. Jack of all trades over here. I am a jack of all trades. A lot going on in the world, Amber. Here we go. This could be the person that called a while ago, and we're going to see if we can take their call. You are on the air with Adam Banks off the cuff. Hi, uh, Adam. This is uh, Grant Moore. How are you? Grant, a big fan <laughs> of the show. Grant, do you realize that you are the first official live caller of Off the Cuff? Oh, man, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> How you I'm doing, man? Are, to, how do we sound? Do we sound good? Oh, sound great. Sound great. Uh, except for when you cut Amber off a second ago. You know, man, he's Turned been doing that for years, though. Nothing <laughs> new. Hey, well, you can't cut now. You can't cut. Exactly. There's no cutting. Yeah. So it's basically everything that we say in one take is is going across the air. Now, Grant, did you call a while ago and, and didn't get through? Was that no. you? That was not me. I was uh, – honestly, I heard uh, I heard you pick up the phone on that one, and I said, oh, man, 
I just missed a huge opportunity to be the first caller ever. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody called a while ago, and I, don't, I have no idea who it was. But uh, I'm glad that you're liking the show so far. Uh, we're about uh, ready to address some hot topics. And, um, hey, if you hear anything that you want to disagree or agree upon, just give us a call back. Okay. Well, uh, just wanted to, you know, say good luck. And uh, and also wanted to ask when uh, – when are you getting Nellie over to the studio, too? Nellie, man. Nellie is going to be over. Uh, hopefully, I can get her over soon. She's excited. You know, she lives in Somerset now. Uh, if you guys are wondering who Nellie is, Nellie was the original co-host before Amber came along. She was on over 80-something episodes. So I do want to make sure that Nellie is a part of this and she gets on from time to time. I doubt he's going to let me and Nellie be in the same studio, though. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and say that. I, I think the people want well, that. I've- yeah, I want, I want it. I want it. <laughs> Grant, where are you calling so, from? Uh, I'm, I'm actually at work. I uh, I was listening while I was doing some work, and I said, "Oh man, I got a, I got a couple things to do. I got to get up from my desk anyway." And I was like, "I finally had the, finally had written your number out. You, you said it so quick the first time. I wasn't sure if I was going to call the right place or not." So. Uh, well, but, you got yeah. the right place, man. I'm glad it sounds good. Glad that you're enjoying it. And uh, what city are you calling from? Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. uh, Great American Ballpark. So, we are live globally, Amber. It's not just in Lexington. It's globally. Cincinnati, Ohio, right here. First caller from Cincy. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you all have a good rest of your show. I'll be listening, and uh, take it easy. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, Grant. Thanks Thanks for calling. Thanks, Grant. All right, a lot going on in the world, Amber. Uh, Mitch McConnell. He's been Mitch McConnell. He's been in the Senate for years and years and years, and he made a pretty big announcement actually this morning. He wants to make tobacco. Um, he, he wants to change the age of tobacco when you can buy. He to change the legality of purchasing tobacco. Yes, he wants uh, the legal age to purchase tobacco go from age eighteen to age twenty one. And I feel like that uh, there's some pros and there are some cons with this. Uh, one pro is you got to understand something about 18 year olds. I was 18 once, you were 18 once. Uh, 18, you do a lot of things that you rationally shouldn't do. And a lot of people get addicted to tobacco at an early age because they're just not really aware of the consequences and it becomes harder for them to quit in adult life. You know, but typically people who are smoking at 18, they have been subjected to this their entire life. Like, it's usually not a big new thing to them. They have someone in their immediate family who smokes. I just don't understand why we are trying to take, um, you know, why we're trying to take something that has been implemented for, I don't know, when did they start coming out with some of these ages, like in the 70s, 60s and 70s. I just don't understand why we are attempting to mess with something like this. Mm-hmm. I just don't I don't know what um the end goal would be because if people want to smoke, they're going to smoke. Do you remember back in the day how easy it was just to light up a cigarette? I remember back in the 90s when Marlboro would send out um kind of like coupon type things that if you bought uh, X amount of cartons of cigarettes, you could send in and get a jacket. Yeah. You could send in and get coasters. I remember uh, my uncle had a camel uh, like jacket from camel cigarettes. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) advertisements for smoking were just 
everywhere. They were everywhere, and they were they were all over the place. But you could walk into pretty much any establishment, and people would be smoking. People would be smoking on airplanes. Yes. And that just boggles my mind. I don't understand how that in itself used to happen, how people were able to smoke in airplanes. But you've got to think about how easy, accessible they made it for smokers. They used to put ashtrays everywhere. They had ashtrays in your car. In your car. They had ashtrays sitting on the tables at restaurants. They just made it easy for you to light up a cigarette. They don't make it easy like that anymore. No, they don't. Um, you know, and I, I've never been a smoker. I will probably never be a smoker. But I, I just genuinely don't have all of the discord that some people have. Like, I mean, if you want to smoke, that's fine. I, you know, I know some people say secondhand smoke, you know, but I'm going to get it. I could potentially be exposed to secondhand smoke anywhere. Like, yeah. if you want to smoke your cigarette, you know, just a little bit away from the door, Go on about your business. Mm-hmm. But I do see why some people have uh, issues and hesitations. I do get that. I just don't understand how moving the the age requirement from 18 to 21 is going to alleviate any of that. I don't think there's going to be any alleviation of people smoking. Again, if people want to smoke, people are going to smoke. Yeah. I just loved it when you could walk into a bank back in the day and the teller would be behind the desk with a cigarette in his mouth and he's counting money. You don't see that stuff anymore. It's almost like if you smoke, you're an outcast. And people make you feel bad for going outside and smoking. You know, some of the things that I enjoyed is, you know, I worked in laboratories as a technician for about nine years. And anybody who's ever worked inside of a laboratory, you know you want sterile environments. You want to be able, you know, to complete testing as, uh, I guess, without any without any problematic errors. And I just remember looking at photos from, you know, in the 80s when people would be doing testing and smoking at the same time. So that was always kind of something that I found interesting. You know, people were smoking while they were mouth pipetting, you know, specimens from, you know, patients in the hospital. Yep. So I always found that interesting. Well, another thing happening into the world. Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. Full House. Most people know her as Aunt Becky. I think it's going to be Big House now. <laughs> She's going from the Full House to the Big, <laughs> to house. the big house. They're calling this scandal the Varsity Blue Scandal. And there were about 50 people who were involved in this scandal. And uh, some of the most notorious people that were involved was Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. Uh, Lori Laughlin apparently... Uh, to get her daughters into USC, she made a contribution to a fake charity yep. uh, to assure that her daughters would be accepted. Of uh, $500,000. $500,000. To assure her daughters would be accepted. Uh, that's illegal, Lori. You can't do that. Felicity Huffman, same thing. But you know, Felicity took a good route. Felicity Huffman decided to take the plea deal, and she is looking at about four to ten months in prison. And it's not bad for Mrs. Frank Gallagher. I think that uh, Felicity Huffman uh, made the right call. If you don't know who Felicity Huffman is, she's married to William H. Macy. She was extremely, extremely popular for Desperate Housewives. Yeah, Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. And um, she was, um, you know, she's definitely in a couple of movies, but Desperate Housewives is her her go-to fame. Yep. And she took the high road. She took the plea deal. And now 
it's not looking good for Lori Laughlin because Loughlin. she got offered a plea deal. And her plea deal was basically going to have her spend up to two years max in, in the prison. big house. In the big house. Not the full house. The big house. Exactly. But she turned it down. She The stated, ego got into her way and she turned it down. It was, she said that she did not do anything that another parent would not do for their child. I don't know about you, but I highly doubt that my parents would have put up a contribution of that size to get me into anything. I had a hard time getting my parents to take me to school. I had a hard time for my mommy to pick me up from speech practice. (laughs) Let alone alone have them pay $500,000 to get me in school. To get me into USC. Yeah, to get me, yeah. So apparently uh, she made this donation to this fake charity and assured her kids to get into school. Her daughter is prominently known across social media. Her name is Olivia. Olivia Jade. And I, this girl had sponsorships with Sephora, Ulta, Too Faced, all of these brands that are so prominent right now in, you know, not only social media, but I mean, just kind of everywhere. And in one instance, everything's gone. Everything. Everything's gone. And I think watching the downfall, you know, of course. I don't want to say we enjoy watching people fall from grace, but I think as human nature, we do, you know, we thrive on when prominent people do fall. Yeah. And, you know, at first I was like, ha, 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 Aunt Becky, that's what you get. But then I'm starting to see things that her children are saying, and I put myself in her position. This is destroying her family. It is. And she's now facing 40 years in prison. Because... She decided to not take the plea deal. She was added another charge. And if people remember, you know, there was the Fire Festival, um, docu, I guess I don't want to say docu series, but documentaries that have come out. And if you look at Lori Laughlin's charges, they are the exact same as almost the exact same as Billy McFarlane. And, you know, McFarlane is six years in prison. So I think she should have just. I understand nobody wants to admit that they're wrong, especially when they think they're doing things for their children. But sometimes we just have to pay the price. You're absolutely right. And what what frustrates me the most about this is the fact that she took away the opportunity from a student who deserved to be at USC. Now, we got to take a quick break. And it makes me think of a comparison here. And we're going to talk about that after we take our break. Isn't that the same things that these uh, coaches, these college basketball coaches do for their kids when they let their kid walk on to be on their team? Aren't they taking away a spot from a kid who's trying to get themselves out of a bad situation and their their best situation is to go and be on a basketball team, but they can't now because the coach's son's on there? We're going to talk about that when we come back. More on Off the Cuff. I'm Adam Banks. This is how we do Welcome, everybody, back to Off the Cuff. I'm Adam Banks. Last segment of the hour. Can you believe it's went by this fast, Amber? I cannot believe that we have been sitting here for almost an hour. Almost an hour. Okay, before we took a break, I was saying some controversial things. I said that basketball coaches, coaches like the coach right here in Lexington, who I am a fan of, by the way, Coach John Calipari. If you don't think Calipari should be the head coach of Kentucky, you're wrong. If you can't enjoy Coach Cal being your coach at Kentucky, why are you even a fan? Now, with that being said, Coach Cal's son, Brad Calipari, and the assistant coach of uh, Kentucky, Kenny Payne, his son, 
Zane Payne. They both are on the team as walk-ons. Now, I get it. They're not getting paid, or they're not getting scholarship. They're walk-ons. But aren't these guys taking away an opportunity from a kid who actually is good enough to walk on? Maybe not good enough to get a scholarship, but they're good, good enough to, to become a walk-on. Because you have to understand something. Brad Calipari and Zane, they're financially set, right? You know, their parents, very wealthy. Uh, you're looking at a kid maybe from Chicago, the inner city limits of Chicago. Hard life, rough neighborhood, rough family life. The only exit out of Chicago is maybe not smart enough to become a uh, to get a scholarship, or uh, he's not uh, good enough to get a basketball scholarship. But he's good enough to walk on. But he can't walk on because the son of the coach took their spot. Do you think that's fair? I don't necessarily know that it's, you know, you can't walk on because my son is here filling a spot. I feel like Calipari, if he sees talent, that's what he's concerned with. He's concerned with talent. If you show up, you bring your A game, and you can play ball. You calling Brad Calipari and Zane uh, Payne talent? Well, now, I never said that. (laughs) I never said any of that. But I would like to think that, you know, if Coach Cal... You know, I had a, a gentleman who came to him, and he showed what it takes to be a Wildcat. I don't see why there would not be another spot open for that, for yeah. that gentleman. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Brad Calipari. Brad Calipari has been on this show before. Not on the radio, but he's been on the podcast. You can check out that in our archives on iTunes. But uh, Brad Calipari, he could transfer. That has been circling around the rumor mill that Brad could transfer. And I think it would be good uh, for him personally if he did transfer because he would be able to play immediately. His eligibility would start immediately. And... Um, he would be able to play more of a bigger role on that basketball team compared to what he could play at Kentucky because he is with, always he's with McDonald All-American. So he would get more playing time. He could plow his own field, rather, if you want to say that. But Cal also flirted with that idea when he was on the Jim Rome show. And he said that, quote, he can go to another school, a smaller school, where he'll play more. But he thinks that Brad will stick in Lexington. Well, again, I stand by what I said. I think if Calipari sees someone who's got the talent to be a Wildcat, you know, Calipari's main goal is winning championships for this community. And I feel like if he sees someone who's got that talent to bring a championship to this community, he's going to do whatever he needs to do to get you on that team. The basketball team's looking a little different already. We've got some players that are going to the draft. Keldon Johnson is officially gone. He's going to go to the draft. Um, My source is telling me that's from NBADraft.net that Keldon Johnson is going number 7 to New Orleans. Tyler Hero also announced that he's going to go, and they've got him projected at number 20 to Boston. And P.J. Washington, who... Uh, has decided to enter the draft early after his second year. It's projected to go number 24 to Philly. I think the only one out of the three there uh, that could make it in the NBA at this point is P.J. Washington. Washington. I think that Tyler and Keldon need another year. We watched 
number 25 PJ Washington play and the first time I watched him play we went to a game right before um, Thanksgiving and I could not take my eyes off of him he just glided across that floor he is a good ball player yes absolutely absolutely he is uh, the Jamar Baker he is transferring there's this new term out called transfer portal and Jamarl Baker has fallen into this transfer portal where he will be transferring from UK. And it's uh, unfortunate because I really thought he could do great things uh, for next year's team, but he is transferring. There have been several players under the Calipari era who has transferred. To name a few, Darnell Dotson, Stacey Poole, Ron Harrow, Kyle Wilcher, Charles Matthews, Sasha Clea Jones, and Quad A. Green. Uh, so, but even though he's transferring, that means that it opens up more room for us to get transfers from that transfer portal. Yep. Somebody that people have been talking about us getting is Kerry Blackshear, who is a six foot ten junior from Virginia Tech. Wow. Yeah, and he's good. He looks good. And I like having an older type player on our team. Because I think they bring more wisdom to the team. They, they bring do. more they maturity. They play a little, smart, a little smarter. There is a level of maturity. There's a level of respect. I feel like, you know, they look to those older players to kind of, you know, be that lead, you know, on the floor. Because Cali Perry can't be on the floor with them. So they look to, I, I feel like, the older players to be that guide. Yeah. So... The, uh, the team, it looks different. I'm excited to see what happens there. I'm, I'm really excited to see what goes on. And Hey, UK ball is always exciting. I really want some media passes from the station. UK ball is always exciting. I'm hoping that Lexington Community Radio can give me some media passes so I can cover some uh, Kentucky basketball and Kentucky football games. I want to go ask them questions. I want to be in that press room asking Coach Cal the tough questions. I've always wanted to do that. And I need <laughs> sound bites for this show. <laughs> That's what I need to happen. So, so, a lot is going on in the world, ladies and gentlemen. And it's so, I cannot believe that an hour has already passed. There are so many things that I wanted to talk about. But we didn't really get to do it because this was more of an introductory show for all of you new listeners listening across the Lexington airwaves and globally online. Now... If you haven't downloaded the WLXU app, you can do that by uh, downloading that from your uh, smartphone. You can do it on, um, it is available on iPhones and Androids. And then you can also um, go to the LexingtonCommunityRadio.org, and there is a link to listen live. Actually, I think it's just a small play button in the corner. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there is no excuse. And if you miss the show live, you can always check us out on the podcast uh, by going to iTunes, typing in off the cuff. You will you will see it. A lot, lot to talk about. Lot to talk about. And it's it's fun doing it. I've enjoyed it. This has been, uh, you know. Adam said it when we first came on, you know, this is definitely not a new game for, especially Adam. It's just a new arena for us. Um, it's a little different than sitting on my couch in my guest bedroom <laughs> doing the podcast. <laughs> just a little bit different. We tried. We tried. We tried. And now we're making it work. But ladies and gentlemen, that's about all that we have for you on today's episode of Off the Cuff. Episode 259. Not episode one. But episode 259, first episode on the radio, and we are going to close you out 
with some amazing music here in Lexington. And remember, these are all handpicked by me. So I hope that you enjoy it. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I'm Adam Banks. Amber, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's always fun. Always fun. I've enjoyed it. Good time. Adam Banks, Off the Cuff. Hope you enjoy the song, and we'll see you next Thursday from 4 to 5. What? Nine o'clock.